Yahweh Abba. Thank you for this day, this new day, the opportunity to share your word, brothers and sisters, to hear what I have to say. Your truth, your word, only your truth, only your word, Father God, not for my vain glory, for whomever will listen, whoever will open the ears and hear, Father God, for it is your truth your knowledge and wisdom that you impart to me, Father, that I can share with the others, and that is all this is for, your purpose, your glory, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yahweh, Aman, Yeshua, Aman, Barakletos, Aman. Brothers and sisters, how are you doing today? This is um, kind of a postscript to the one uh, I did in the middle of the morning. Um, It's a postscript to a higher love because there are things in the word of God that he shares that are of import to that. And one of the scriptures that I refer to today, actually found in in, uh, one of my old notes, it is Zechariah 8, 16 and 17. And you can check there as I have shared with you before, that you check everything that I say. You try the spirit for everything that I talk about. And it is in the Bible, it is a truth, and I will not take anything out of its context in the word of God to make it for my vain glory. This is not about me. This is about the glory of God, his truth, and the word and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Interesting side note, I'm having some difficulty in trying to post and share these things on Facebook. Hmm, interesting. Had to do an update on things that are all mandatory, but I'm finding that an interesting platform that is supposed to be for social media is actually becoming more and more a publishing company, which is contrary to what they claim. But anyway, that in itself is another story. And here's the other thing too that I'm going to share since I'm on that. One of the pseudonyms for the devil is called the Prince of the Air. He's called that for a reason. And that reason partially being, and originally was that uh, Satan was able to produce music and sounds without instrumentation. This is an amazing thing. And remember, too, that Satan at one time was an angelic being. And um, he is no longer that. He is the enemy and fights hard because he knows what he had and he doesn't want any of us to have it. But glory to God and Jesus Christ because the word tells us that we are victorious. Now back to the word. Zechariah 8, 16, and 17. There are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor. And love no false oath, for all these are things that I hate saith the Lord. So what we have to remember that we always speak truth. 
I'm compelled to do so, um, partially in part because of my heritage, but because that's what the Word of God tells me I'm supposed to do. And as part of my heritage, the old ways were always truthful. Not so much now, and it seems to be much easier for people to lie and attempt to get away with falsehood than it is to be truthful. Um, This is one of the things that I shared before as to why God loves the children and Jesus Christ rebuked his disciples when the crowd came and pressed in and the children wanted to come and sit on Jesus's lap and be close to him and the disciples tried to shoo them away thinking that they were being pesty but here's the thing that we have to remember that Jesus rebuked them for it and he told his disciples lest ye become as children ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven And he said that because though born into a broken and sinful world that we all are, children are actually born with no guile. Children will be truthful, they will be honest, and they will always speak truth. What comes later is what they are taught, what they are shown, and what they are learning to be okay. It's okay to be a little untruthful. No, that's a lie. It's untruthful to take a little, no, that's not right. And it's okay to be deceitful and to do wrong things as long as no one sees you. No, that's lacking integrity. So children come in, they love all things. They always tell the truth and they're faithful And they're taught otherwise as they get older and from either older children or sadly from their own parents and other adults. They learn to be deceitful. They learn these things, but they are born with no guile. And that's what Jesus Christ was trying to get them to understand. And there were some that were not understanding this. Let's talk about that faith and we're going to jump back over love because they're they're intertwined. Okay, you have to understand that without the love of God, without the faith in God, and without Jesus Christ in our heart, it is so hard for us just to love. And as I spoke that higher love, the agape love, there's eros love when we get physical and and there's sexual relationships between a man and a woman as it's intended to be. God put that desire in us. God put that in us. That in and of itself is not wrong, but we have to do it according to the word, okay? So that is eros. Fallatial love is the love brotherly and sisterly that, you know, you might greet a friend or something on the street, give him a hug, and, uh, you know, man, I love you. I haven't seen you in such a long time. That's a different kind of love. But the agape love that Jesus Christ is speaking and teaching of and that I was sharing is that unconditional love that Jesus Christ came with and in laying down his life for there is no greater gift and no greater love than any man have than to lay his life down for another. Okay, that is scriptural. 
That is that agape higher love. And this love that is spoken of in Zechariah and, and the testimony is that you can't lie and, you know, when you have, and the gates now, of course, will be doorways. The homes back then were built a little differently and they had a an entry gate. Some houses do here, but you want to not have that at your gate. And you open the door, you don't lie to your neighbor and you don't be hateful to them. Um, granted, there are some neighbors that are just very difficult and you may not see them. And then, of course, as in the parable that Jesus shared with the Good Samaritan, who is our neighbor? <clears throat> Pardon me. Every single person that we come in contact with is is our neighbor. And we're to be compassionate, gracious, loving, truthful. We are told to do that from the Bible. Okay? It's very difficult to do these things on our own. And some people say, oh, I can do that. Well, no, I, I don't buy that, you know, because it's not that higher love. That's a, an earthly type of love. And what we have to remember is that we have to have the light of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in us and the love that God sent through him for us so that we can do that. So I'm sharing these things with you because it's important that we do. There's a lot of darkness in the world this day and it's getting darker, but it's all told in the Bible. And we have to know this thing. And I'm going to share too here in John 13, pardon me, chapter 13 of John um, speaks of this. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, God had told him, it's time. And remember Jesus shared that No man knoweth the hour but my Father only. And that's dealing with his second coming as well. God was telling Jesus Christ and letting him know through the Spirit that it's time. And when he gets ready to come again, the angels don't even talk about it. God's going to let him know. He's going to look at that God watch that he wears and not on our time but on his time. And he's going to say it's time. Then Lord God will release Jesus Christ, the Lord King Savior, that came as a sacrifice. And he will release him and say, it is time now, son. And he will lead the hosts of heaven, wearing his crown, coming on his steed. And with the flaming sword of truth and righteousness, he will come again. And then... We will see, and there will be no expectations that, you know, this is what we talked about before. When he came before, they were expecting him to come that way. He wasn't sent that way the first time. He was sent as the sacrifice. So continuing here now in John 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. Having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Up to the very end and even beyond, and, and does so now. 
Jesus Christ is in heaven working on our behalf. He is in intercessory prayer for us. Intercessory is just praying on behalf of others. And Jesus Christ does that for us all the time. Continually, he does that. And in John 14, I'm going to share some more here with you. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. He shared it with him. He told him if they were listening to him and they had their ears leaning into Jesus Christ, his truth, they would know what he's talking about. And this is, this is what the scripture talks about. They that have ears, let them hear. And you had so many that heard his words, but they're looking around at you like the Sanhedrin did many times with him when he spoke parabolically. What's he talking about? What did he say? Even the disciples questioned sometimes what he was saying. And he just told them, and his rebuke was, oh, ye of little faith. Faith in God, listen to what he says, lean into the word of God. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. And here's Thomas, doubting Thomas. Lord, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto I, I am the way the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Again, Jesus Christ is saying, if you see me, you're hanging with me, you're listening to what I'm saying, and hear me, you do know the way. You do know God. You've seen God because here he is in my manifestation. I'm standing here. You're seeing God. By the way, let me touch on this. I think I did briefly before. Is it that parabolic speech that Jesus uses or used all the time and may use again? But that parabolic speech, where do you think that came from? Look through the Old Testament and you will see that when God speaks and goes through his prophets and all, he also uses parabolic speech. Jesus Christ derived all these things from his Father and his faith in the Father. And I share more from John. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You've heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. 
And I have told you before it comes past that when it come to pass, ye might believe. When you see it happen, you're going to know that I was telling you the truth. Verse 30, hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and have nothing in me. The devil is coming because the hour is approaching quickly. Jesus Christ will be taken into custody. He will be crucified and sacrificed for our sake. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do arise and let us go hence. Wow. So much did God love us. And Jesus Christ loves the Father and knows that love of this world that he gave himself for us. He gave of himself for us. He laid his life down for our sakes to be saved, to be redeemed, however you want to say it. It's all synonymous and can be used interchangeably because it's all the same thing. And brothers and sisters, this love that Jesus Christ had for us and the love that came from God is of so importance that we share that with others and that we're not afraid of these things. And importantly here in Psalm 91 too, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Pardon my, one of my congregation here, one of my two dogs. <laughs> He's, uh, that, I guess that's his way to say amen. I don't know if you heard him in the background, but there he goes. Um, so anyway, speaking of the love again, that we go, that we lean into God. This is the important thing is not all these things that are going on around us for distraction, but that we lean in more to the word of God and listen to what he tells us. The Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us and that we have these things that God presents to us and that God is the way. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and a life, and through him that we have the opportunity that we can pray and go boldly before God, not arrogantly, boldly. There's a difference. We must still be humble and know that God is sovereign Lord. We have to have an auspicious fear of God because he is Lord God, sovereign, and created everything. So we can boldly approach him, humbly approach him. You wonder, how do you do that at the same time? Well, just recognize his authority, number one, but boldly go and don't be afraid to speak up to him. And I shared this before, like the cowardly lion, it kind of comes to mind whenever I say that is, you know, when they went up, they were going to walk in and talk to this floating head in the smoke and the loud uh, magnification of the voice and just tell them what they were going to do. But then as soon as that booming thunderous voice came out, the lion started shaking and was afraid and then dove out the side window. Well, there are 
Christians or claiming to be Christians that are that same way. They don't know how to boldly approach the throne of God in prayer. And we are told that we can do that. God does not mind that. He's not going to come and uh, turn us into a pillar of salt as he did with Sarah um, when she didn't listen and the angels took him out of Sodom and Gomorrah or uh, Sodom when that was going to be destroyed and then God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. The plain cities that were closely knit, I guess they were kind of like uh, Fort Worth, Texas and Dallas, but they were out in the plains and, you know, so at any rate, that's not going to happen. And Psalm 35, or Psalms, in the book of Psalms, in 78, I'm sorry, 35 through 39. And this is just a reminder of God's mercy. And remember that grace and mercy are work together, but they're not the same thing. Um, that's like I've shared before. God graces me with the breath of life and allowing me to continue drawing that breath through the course of the day and walk through the day, that's mercy. The, the breath, I don't deserve it, but he graces that to me and mercifully allows me to continue breathing because he knows that I am about his business. But that's mercy, giving and allowing. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied unto him with their tongue. So what does that mean? That means lip service and politicians and people do that same thing now. Um, another term for that is speaking through both sides of their mouth or to, you know, uh, two-faced and, you know, you'll say one thing thinking that God doesn't know, but the Bible tells us he does know. He knows our heart, so we're going to sit here and say, oh, God, praise you, you're great, and then turn around and do everything that he tells us not to do. We have weakness, and he knows that, but if you are righteous in what you say and in your heart, he reads your heart, okay? That's the important thing. Uh, verse 37, for their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant, there it is. They weren't steadfast in their heart. They didn't believe in keeping covenant with God, his promises or what they promised that they would do. They were going to do what they wanted to do anyway, but they were going to tell God that they would do it. That's lip service. But he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. So this is speaking, David in his psalm is speaking about the nation of Israel and how God became angry, and he did. He didn't destroy them, but he didn't let them get right to the promised land. They wandered around for 40 years because of their not following his covenant and his commandments. But that in there is God's mercy in allowing them to stay 
and at the same time graceful because what they did deserve, he didn't do it. That's the difference between grace and mercy. Grace is what we don't deserve and mercy is not giving what we do deserve. Because brothers and sisters, the truth be told that according to the word of God, we should be as it was in the day of Noah and we should be covered over with the flood. Because I'll be perfectly honest, things are so dark in this world. We treat each other horribly. We treat the creatures around us horribly. We don't care anything about this planet. We care little to nothing about one another. We lie, deceive, hate. Brothers and sisters, this higher love that I talked about. And like I shared, I don't know if Steve Winwood was a Christian. And in the secular world, many people were thinking that he was singing about uh, the love that we have to one another on our own. And a lot of people thought it was the Eros type of love between man and woman. That's not what he was singing about. If you uh, read the lyrics or listened, because I read the lyrics and there's nothing in there at all about physicality between a man and a woman as it was designed to be by God who created us. Nothing in there about that. It's talking about a higher love. What is that higher love? Agape love, the love of God for one another. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus Christ so loved us as well that he came set down his crown and stepped off his throne and he sacrificed himself on the cross for our sake. That's the higher love that we have to strive to obtain and work at holding on to. It's not an easy thing. This is a very dark world. It is. I mean, you know, and you have, I've even heard Christians say, well, this is my home and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. No, it's not. The Bible tells us that. Preachers have shared it that are in the scripture and speak truthfully. This is, we're only on visa here. We have a passage. This is um, the gap that, that God speaks about sometimes. We're in the gap between heaven and, and the, this world. That's, that's the gap that we're in, that gap, that space that's created between heaven and earth. Okay, when God says that he looked for one to stand in the gap and he found not one, nay, not one. Well, I signed that contract and I'm going to be in that gap because that's what God desires. God is my sovereign Lord and he wants me there. So I'm going to go stand in the gap. I'm going to be doing what I'm doing right now because that's in the gap and that's what he needs and desires for to happen so that the world doesn't happen like, in the days of Noah. He doesn't want that to happen. That's why Jesus Christ came to begin with. This is not our home. We're visiting here. It would be nice to keep it appropriately clean and have good stewardship and not throw these uh, personal protective masks that you have, the disposable ones. Disposable means you put them in the garbage, not on the street, or just throw them or leave them wherever, which I see happening everywhere. People just throw stuff on the ground. They walk down the street eating and they throw it on the ground. They, and there's a trash can less than five steps away. But what do they do when they're done? They drop it on the ground. So all of these things, 
we're in between, we're on visa. Our home, my home is in heaven. I desire to be home with the loved ones that went before me because it says when we're there, we will have a reunion, an unbelievable reunion. And when Jesus Christ comes, if we are still alive and he takes us to eat, like the old song, I know not when my Lord may come or if I will lay me down or if he'll, I will rise to meet him in the air. We don't know that. The scripture tells us tomorrow is not promised, only today. And a lot, and what I have learned, it took me a little bit, but when people said, oh, can you do this tomorrow or can you do this next week and all this? I said, you know what? I don't know. I'll let you know when the time gets closer, but Lord willing, I would be very happy to do that for you, with you, um, on your behalf. Lord willing, because it is the Lord's will whether or not I continue. His grace and mercy is, the, is what I depend on. It's not anything that I can do. So that's my pat answer when people ask now. Lord willing, I would be happy to do so. And that's how it must be because tomorrow is not promised. But the other promises are there. What is promised is that when he comes, we're going to have a grand reunion. And when we reach heaven, oh my gosh, you talk about a party time. The tables are going to be set. The hosts of heaven, the angels are going to be there. And we're all going to partake in the glory of God and Jesus Christ. And there's going to be a reunion unbelievable with our loved ones. And the love is just going to fill the air. It's going to be magnificent. Brothers and sisters, I do love you. Haven't met anybody out there. I'm just talking to the air. But you know what? It's what God desires me to do. It's what I told him that I would do as long as I can. Pray for me. I pray for you. I don't want to have any of this fear that's going out and everybody's so afraid of and these lies and the pandering that are going on we have to rebuke that that's part of that roaring lion deal to get us distracted from what we're supposed to be about i love you brothers and sisters you have a good great blessed day i'm out <laughs>